SEP Fanfic Readings presents Five Days by Ravy Snake. Chapter 13 Day 5 Night Hermione silently took up the dressing gown that she'd found folded at the foot of her hospital bed when she'd woken from her long kip. A glance around the room told her that she was still alone since Ron's departure several hours prior, with still no word on any improvement in Draco's condition. She furrowed her brow slightly at the conjured chair her friend had left behind as she slipped her arms into the sleeves, then snatched up her wand from the bedside table. Tugging the dressing gown more snugly around herself, and gripping her wand tightly, she tiptoed somewhat shakily to the door and carefully placed her ear to it. Silence. She pulled back and bit her bottom lip to her teeth as she set her hand on the door and tried to ease it open without a sound. The hinge creaked and she held her breath as she waited to hear a reaction from the hall outside. When nothing happened, she slowly opened the door the rest of the way and peeked out. Her eyes darted up and down the long, seemingly deserted corridor before she slunk out into it. Her bare feet padded silently over the cold floor as she rapidly scanned the room numbers that she passed. There was a flash of movement in her peripheral vision and she flattened herself against the wall and cast a hasty yet effective disillusionment charm. A healer, face in a file, walked by without noticing her, and then disappeared around the corner. Hermione puffed out a relieved breath, and then dropped the charm and continued to scurry down the hall until she saw it. Room 114. She let her eyes shut as she steeled herself, and then opened them again and placed her fingers to the room's handle. The door made a clicking noise as she opened, and she again stilled in anticipation of being caught. When again nothing happened— she poked her head inside the dark room to see Draco, apparently asleep, reclined against the raised head of the hospital bed. With as much stealth as her tired limbs would allow, Hermione slipped into the room and quietly clicked the door closed. She stood there for a moment, unmoving as she scanned the room to find it empty but for Draco. Her breath caught when her eyes fell on him. His chest rose and fell steadily as he slept his clean, smooth hair shining brightly with the moonlight filtering in through the window. Hermione's gaze moved to the two bedside tables that were cluttered with a multitude of potion bottles and clean dressings, and she pursed her lips sadly as she went to them and scanned the labels. There were at least two dozen different potions. "'You didn't give up,' she whispered proudly as she picked up a vial labeled for acute kidney failure. There was a sudden rustling of fabric as Draco stirred in his sleep, and Hermione quickly set down the empty vial and her wand and tiptoed over to his side. She carefully sat beside him on the edge of the bed and looked over him again. Aside from the bandages covering the stump where his left arm had been amputated from the elbow down, he looked entirely unharmed. Hermione's eyes lingered forlornly on the bandages for a moment before traveling up to his peaceful face, and she gingerly picked up his right hand between hers. "'I'm so sorry,' she said. Draco, I'm so sorry this happened. She raised his hand to her mouth and kissed his knuckles, and then startled when his fingers tightened around hers. I'm not. Draco's groggy voice croaked. Hermione sucked in a breath and lowered his hand. She stared at him with wide eyes as he slowly blinked open his to look at her. Draco? He squeezed her fingers again. Hey, he whispered tiredly. Hey! She laughed lightly, giving him a watery smile. Draco's half-lidded eyes searched over her. "'All we dead, then?' he asked. Hermione shook her head. "'No.' He looked over her again. 
taking in the way the moonlight made her white dressing gown appear to glow, and the strip of white bandage around her forehead that made confused humming noise. But you look like an angel. Hermione continued to smile as she shook her head again. Not dead, she said. You made it. We made it. Miracle, he asked. Yeah, she whispered back, rubbing her one hand over the top of his. More than one, apparently. Angel, he repeated, closing his eyes. Hermione remained quiet as she watched him rest. He opened his eyes a bit wider a few minutes later and roamed them around the dark room. How long have we been here? he asked, beginning to look much more awake. Hermione continued to rub at his hand. Less than a day. The potion seemed to have worked fairly quickly. Draco eyed the tables full of empty bottles and then closed his eyes again. How did we get here? Do you remember me telling you about Harry and Ron being gone for aura training to locations unknown? she asked. I remember everything, he said significantly. Hermione's fingers clutched as tighter. Well, she said, one of the locations happened to be where we were. They set up camp near our crevice late last night. They heard me screaming after... after you. She choked up and bowed her head. Draco cracked his eyes back open to look at her. After I what? he asked. Hermione raised her head to meet his eyes. You died, and I sort of went a bit hysterical. Draco frowned. I guess I don't remember everything. I don't remember much after that either, she confessed. I remember screaming, and then the next thing I know, I'm waking up here. Wait, Draco said with a confused look. How is it I'm here if I died? Hermione took in a deep breath. Your parents refused to let them stop trying to resuscitate you. It took a team of healers, eight hours, and all of this to get you back she answered, nodding toward the potion bottles. Draco's eyes went wider. My parents are here. They were, she replied with a small shake of her head. The oars brought them back home when you stabilized. She paused and took another deep breath before adding, Your father wants me arrested for attempting to murder you. Draco puffed out a breath of his own. Yeah, that sounds like something he would do. He then simply pursed his lips and stared around the room. When his eyes settled back on Hermione beside him, he furrowed his brow slightly, and then looked down to her hands holding his, then around the room again, and back to her. This... this is weird, he said. Hermione's expression fell even further at that, and her mouth flattened into an awkward line. Sorry, she said, setting down his hand. I, uh... I shouldn't have just let myself in here. It's just... I... I wanted to see... It's weird that you're so far away, Draco went on as if she'd said nothing. What? she asked, taken aback. Draco merely regrasped her hand and tugged. You're not close enough, he said. Get up here with me. Hermione bit her lip, but knelt up onto the mattress beside him, and let him use her to support himself as he started to shift over to give her room to lay down. The remaining portion of his left arm rose up as he went to try and use it, and he grunted in pain. "'Well, that kind of sucks,' he said, looking down at the missing limb. "'I'm so sorry,' Hermione offered with a sad look to his bandages again. Draco frowned again. "'Oh, you the infection that ate it away?' "'Well, no,' she answered. "'Then you have no reason to be sorry,' he said. 
Hermione sighed and cast her gaze abashedly to the floor. It's my fault we got stuck down there in the first place, she muttered. Draco shook his head as he pulled at her with his right arm to lie down. Hermione carefully snuggled up next to him and slid her arm over his middle. His right arm tightened around her back as she nestled her face against his chest. Much better, he sighed, resting his cheek on the top of her head. Is this okay? I'm not hurting your head, am I? he asked. It's okay, she said. It's mostly healed already, but they refuse to let me take the bandages off until tomorrow. Draco hummed sympathetically, and then went quiet until he heard Hermione sniffle. What's wrong? Hermione smiled through her tears. I'm just so glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay, he replied sincerely. They simply held each other then in the dark, taking comfort in the bodies that had become so familiar. You were there first, Draco said seemingly out of nowhere, breaking the silence a time later. Hermione merely hugged him harder, and he went on. I shouldn't have tried to bully you into moving. I shouldn't have gotten in your face either, Hermione replied. Draco smiled. You don't take shit from anybody, he teased lightly. My attitude, she agreed. The one you hate me for. Hermione felt his chest still for the briefest of moments. His arm relaxed his hold on her slightly as he pulled his head back to look down at her. She tilted her face up to meet his stormy gaze. "'I never got to finish,' he said. Hermione's brow creased. "'Finish?' Draco lifted his hand and brought it to her hair. He watched his own fingers tenderly tuck a curly strand that was sticking out from her bandages behind her ear before looking her back in the eyes. "'The reasons that I love you,' he answered. It was Hermione's turn to hold her breath as she saw the honesty in his expression. Draco's fingers twirled into her hair at her neck as he spoke. "'Your name,' he said softly, "'is beautiful, unique, and it tastes like caramel when you say it.' He leaned forward and pressed their foreheads together. "'Hermione,' he said slowly. Hermione's fingers clutched at Draco's side as he hummed appreciatively at the sound of her name on his lips. She lifted her head from his, and their eyes met again. "'Draco,' she said reverently. He smiled at her, and then, his hand still in her hair, gently pulled her head forward and placed a soft kiss to her lips. "'I find I enjoy that much more without the looming sense of doom,' he sighed, after they pulled apart. Hermione laughed lightly. "'Yes,' she agreed, "'and with fresh breath.' Draco chuckled, but then looked serious again. "'I'm sorry I got sick on you,' he said, his face pulling into a slightly embarrassed scowl. Hermione shrugged where she lay. "'I got sick on you, too. Besides, you already apologized when you did it,' she said. Draco shook his head slightly. "'That's not what I was apologizing for at the time,' he said softly. Hermione rubbed her fingers up and down his side. "'I know,' she whispered back. "'And I forgave you for all that, too.' Draco nuzzled his face against the top of her head and held her tighter. "'Still think fate's a cruel bitch,' Hermione said. Draco glanced over at what remained of his left arm, and then back down at the witch huddled with him. "'Maybe not entirely cruel,' he said. "'But she's got a fucking twisted sense of humor.' She nodded lightly in agreement, and then snuggled into him harder. "'I'm not hurting you, am I?' Draco shook his head. "'Not at all.' This is cozy, she said, closing her eyes contentedly. 
Draco looked down at her. Well, everything is different, he said. Hermione pressed her ear to his chest and smiled at the strong, steady sound of his heart beating within. Everything is different, she agreed. But don't you even bother asking me, because the answer will forever be no, he said abruptly. Hermione pulled a confused face. Ask you what? Draco smiled at the ceiling as he stroked his hand over her shoulder. Permission to shave my legs. Hermione shook her head against him. Insufferable, she sighed. He smiled wider. And all yours for eternity, he said.